Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, fishing off the coast of Florida on Editor Perry White's boat, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and young Jimmy Olsen see a strange and mysterious glow on the horizon. A glow that Kent, making use of Superman's incredible eyesight, calls fantastic and amazing. We've got to go out there and investigate it, Chief. Are you crazy? It's getting dark. Oh, don't be difficult, Chief. I'm not chasing a light all over the Atlantic Ocean on a 34-foot fishing boat. But it isn't just a light. How can you tell from here? It's miles away. Well, I can tell. Unless my eyes deceive me, it... It's something out of this world. Gang, how many times have you opened your sleepy eyes in the morning and groaned, Oh, how I hate to get up in the morning. Oh, how I love to remain in bed. Well, I bet we've all done that a million times or more. Well, that song sounds just like we feel on a sleepy morning. And the man who wrote How I Hate to Get Up in the Morning is a genius of expressing our feelings in song. He manages to catch our laughs and tears put them into his battered old piano, and come out with music that says just what we want it to. And that's why the whole nation loves and sings his songs, the songs of Irving Berlin. This month, Irving Berlin celebrated his 60th birthday, and next month, his 40th year in songwriting business. And all America celebrates with him. For as Jerome Kern once said, Irving Berlin has no place in American music. He is American music. It's been a long, long time since Irving was a skinny little kid in New York slums, his father, a rabbi, died four years after the family came to America, and Irving had to help support the family by selling newspapers. 
Eventually, he got a job as a singing waiter down in Chinatown. His voice wasn't very good, and he couldn't write music down on paper. But his head was popping with tunes. Tunes he had to make into songs for all America to sing. These songs became some of our greatest hits. One of them is a ballad that almost rivals the Star-Spangled Banner as our national anthem. You may have heard of the song. It's called God Bless America. It's Irving Berlin's hymn of gratitude and devotion to the country to which he owes so much. And that owes so much to him. And now, the adventures of Superman. You can't ignore it, Chief. You've got to go out there. Oh, where are the binoculars? Well, I've got them. It looks like a fire. Yeah, let's have them. Here. Point them that way. I know how to point them. Well? It isn't a fire. What is it, then? I don't know. Whatever it is, we better get out there in a hurry. Who's running this boat? You or me? Now, Sorry. Chief, don't lose your temper. Don't give me that now, Chief. Okay. I'll take the wheel. No, you won't. All lines up? Yeah, all up. Uh, I don't know why I let you Davisons talk me into things. But I know I won't get any peace unless we waste time and gas chasing a glow in the sky. So here goes. It looks like a barge or something. Don't lean too far over the rail, Jim. No. What do you make of it, Clark? It does look like a barge, but a fancy one. Boy, I'll say it's fancy. All silks and satins and stuff. All right, all right. Stop the kidding. You've seen enough now. I'll turn around. No, Chief, please. Well, you can't turn back Mr. now. Kent. Mr. Kent. What is it, Jim? Look, there's a lady on that barge, and she... She's dead. Dead? What are you talking about? Didn't you see her, Mr. Kent? Well, yes, I did, but I I, I didn't want to say anything. Let me have the glasses, Clark. Here. Of all the crazy things. Well, I don't see anything, Jim. Except silk and velvet and satin drapery. Yeah, that's where she is. Right in the middle of them, toward the back. She's got kind of a long white dress on. You're right, Jim. I do see her now. Good heavens. Hurry up, Chief. Get close to the barge. Start, Chief. Slow down, Chief. Full speed ahead, Chief. Hurry up, Chief. Who's running this boat anyway? You are, Chief. Swing her over to starboard. Hard. I know what I'm doing. Clark, what's the strange light pouring down on the barge? I don't know. It's coming from the top of the mast. It's a big bulb or something. Okay, throttle down, Chief. We'll drift alongside. Will you stop giving me orders? Sure. I'll get the boat hook. It won't be necessary, Jim. Tide slack and there's no wind. Just be careful we don't bump. You take the stern, Jim. Okay. Uh, Lois, you watch it here, will you? I'll take the bow. Kill your motor, Chief. Huh. That's fine. All right, we'll drift right alongside. Everybody watch it now. Hold her off. That does it. Yeah. And now what? We're going on board. At least I am. Now look here, Kent. I don't want you to... Wait a minute. What was that? It sounds like a bird. That's what it was. A bird's call. But I don't see any bird. Do you, Clark? No, but I, I see the light on the mast. The sound came from that direction. Uh, now I suppose you'll tell me a light can whistle like a bird. Well, not exactly, but that light is no ordinary light. Watch it a minute. See? See how it flickers as though it were turning from side to side? Yeah. Look out! Hey, the light's coming toward us. It's flying. Oh, get down, everybody! <laughs> Gone yet? Okay. It's back on the barge now. <gasps> Boy, that was close. What was it? A bird. A bird that glows in the dark? That's right, Jim. Well, that settles it. Now push off. We're heading back. Nothing doing, Chief. There's something mighty queer aboard that barge, and I'm going to find out what it is. Wait a minute, Clark. I'm coming along. Yeah, me too. There's nothing doing. You stay here. Oh, gosh, Mr. White. We'll be right back, Jim. Come on, Lois. Stick close. <laughs> Thank you.
Be careful here, Lois. Okay. Feels like we're walking on velvet. Clark. What? We are walking on velvet. Thick red velvet. Shh, keep your voice down. That light is beginning to flicker again. Oh. Okay, now it's quiet. Look. Look, there's the girl stretched out on a on a satin couch. She's beautiful. Yes. You stay here, Lois. I'm going to see if she's alive. The bird may fly at us again. If he does, fall flat on your face. All right, but be careful. I will. Is she alive, Clark? Well, her hands are cold. Can you feel any pulse? No. No, and I can't tell whether she's breathing or not. Wait a minute. I think I have a mirror in my pocket. All right, stay where you are. I'll, I'll come and get it. Here. All right, thanks. Of course, I don't see how you can see your breath on the mirror if there's no pulse. We'll see. Hey, what's keeping you over there? Tell him we'll be right back. We'll be right back, Chief. Any breath on the mirror, Clark? It's hard to tell. we better go back to the boat. Come on. I don't think the bird wants us to leave the barge. We're not leaving it. We're towing it in with us. Well, that seems silly. Why not just take the girl? Because, Lois, there's something queer about this whole setup. Listen. On the mast right above that girl's head, I saw a gold plate. And on it was engraved, The Good Ship Illyria, built in the year of our Lord, 1202. 1202? Yes. Clark, what are you talking about? No, it sounds strange, but... And Miss Lane. It's all right, Jim. We're coming back now. Here. Take my hand, Miss Lane. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Here, Jim, take this rope from the barge and tie it fast to the stern cleat, please. Sure thing. Well, so you're finally back. What'd you find? Tell you in a minute, Chief. Let's make for port in a hurry. Go ahead. Start giving me orders. Don't tell me anything. Just give me orders. Don't be that way, Chief. Okay, we... she's tied fast, Mr. Kent. What's Jim? tied fast? The barge. We're towing her in. Oh, we are. Yes. What do you think I'm running, a tug? Please, Chief, we haven't much time. Well, that's too bad. I'm not ruining my boat towing barges around. Let the Coast Guard tow it in. Now, look, Chief, if that girl's alive, she won't stay that way much longer. Oh, all right. That's my trouble, a soft heart. I should have put my foot down in the first place. Let's see. Hey, what are you doing with that radio? Contacting the Coast Guard. I want them to have a doctor standing by when we come in. Marauder to Coast Guard. Marauder to Coast Guard. Towing the strange barge with its strange human cargo astern, Perry White's cruiser heads for the distant shore. We'll be back in a moment to discover, if we can, what mystery has come out of the sea. So keep listening. You know, gang, some of Irving Berlin's best songs have been written by him on an aged carved oak piano, which he bought over 40 years ago. You see, Irving can neither read nor write music, and can compose in only one key, F sharp. Well, this particular piano has a lever beneath the keyboard with which he can transpose his tunes into any key he wants to as he plays them. That's the way he composed an American Christmas carol called White Christmas. That's the way he wrote our greatest ragtime song, Alexander's Ragtime Band. That's the way he created the ever-popular Easter Parade, Always and a Pretty Girl is Like a Melody. During the war, Irving wrote the famous show, This is the Army, which netted the Army emergency relief something like $10 million. Then he wrote Any Bonds Today for the Treasury Department. In addition, the royalties he earned for his song, God Bless America, he turned over to the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, and Campfire Girls. Irving Berlin's talent and money is always at the service of his country and his countrymen. His music is ours. He caught the rhythm and flavor of America in his songs, the holidays, the dancing, the lovemaking, it's all there. 
The little fellow who came here from Europe, skinny and hungry, who sold newspapers when his father, the rabbi, died, and who then became a singing waiter down in Chinatown, is today the top songwriter in Tin Pan Alley. And he is one of the many examples that prove America, her culture and her way of life, is the result of the love and gratitude of immigrants and the generations of those immigrants that follow them. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. A gaily painted barge bearing the seemingly lifeless figure of a mysterious girl and a curious bird that glows in the dark is now tied up at the municipal dock of a Florida fishing port. Perry White, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen look on anxiously as the doctor, summoned by the Coast Guard, examines the girl. My uh, stethoscope, please, young man. Yes, sir, right here. Thank you. Any heartbeat at all, Doctor? Just a trace, Mr. Kent. Well, at least she's alive. Alive, yes. Uh, where did I put my flash? Uh, this one, sir. The pinpoint light? Yes, yes, that's it, thank you. Uh, let me see. What's he looking at her eyes for, Mr. Kent? Yes, Jim. That's very strange. Very strange indeed. Look here, Mr. White. What is it? Watch the pupils of her eyes. See what happens when I put the light on them. Gosh. They get bigger and bigger. That's right. Well, isn't that unusual, Doctor? Don't the pupils contract? I mean, get smaller under light? Either that or they show no reaction at all. I don't quite understand this. Could she possibly be suffering from some form of sleeping sickness? I doubt it, Mr. Kent. What else could it be? I can't give you an answer now, Miss Lane. I can only say that this young woman is in a mysterious state of unconsciousness. The like of which I have never seen or heard of in all my 20 years of medical practice. It is my opinion that if she's not awakened within the next few hours, she will most certainly die. As though echoing the doctor's pronouncement of impending doom, the strange glowing bird perched on top of the mast whistles mournfully. Who is the unconscious girl on the barge? Gang, this is the beginning of the strangest, most exciting Superman story you have ever heard. So don't miss a word of it. Tune in tomorrow for Chapter 2 of The Amazing Mystery of the Sleeping Beauty on... The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>